Hello everyone, Cody here. I wanted to give a quick reminder that on Saturday, February 9th, Troy and I will be recording a live episode at the Dead of Winter Festival at Mineral Springs in Alton, Illinois, which runs from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Admission is free. We only ask that you bring a canned good or non-perishable item to benefit local food banks in the area. Troy and I will record early during the event, so plan accordingly if you'd like to see our shenanigans. If you can't make it, please feel free to send us an email at AmericanHauntingsPodcast at gmail.com with any questions you'd like us to answer during the show, or come prepared to ask us while we take questions from the audience. There will also be vendors, a raffle, and other speakers, including Jason Haxton, who is the former owner of the infamous Dybbuk Box, Lacey Reinhardt from the Haunted STL Tours, and Sarah Hyatt from the Granger House Museum. You can find more info at AmericanHauntingsInc.com slash winter. If you're curious to learn more about the films in this episode, and you're a nerd like me, I've included a link in the show notes to a spreadsheet with all of my research, including where to find each film. Now get ready to hear me butcher some last names. Welcome to American Hauntings Podcast, where we discuss history, hauntings, legends, lore, and all things paranormal. You are listening to part two of a special bonus episode, where we discuss our favorite horror movies. I'm your co-host, Cody Beck, and with me, my co-host is author, historian, crime buff, and founder of American Hauntings, Troy Taylor. Hell, I'm almost ex- as excited about this one as I was <laughs> on the favorites, almost. just because there's, you know, this this one was easy to get a little carried away on. As you'll find that I go, oh, well, I like this movie. But then there were like 12 others that were just like it. So yeah. we, had, uh, we had a little bit of trouble, or I did anyway, uh, with the second part of this. But um, before we get started on, though, let me mention just a couple of things um, that we've got coming up right away. In fact, um, coming up this weekend, when you hear the show, um, is the uh, annual Dead of Winter event. It's our 21st annual um, it is at the Mineral Springs Hotel in Alton, Illinois, and this is a free event. Um, entry, all, all you need to do is bring along a canned good or a non-perishable item for local food banks. We, we do this every winter. Um, there's always a slump after the holidays with food donations and that kind of thing. So we, we put this together to kind of help out with the food banks to get through the rest of the winter. And our, uh, our folks, our, our ghost people who come to these things have been so great over the years. And we've collected thousands and thousands of pounds of stuff. So um, anyway, we'll hope to see all of you there. It's going to be a great day. Uh, we from runs from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, as I said, it's free. Uh, we got speakers and presenters on ghosts and hauntings and the unexplained. Cody and I will be doing a live broadcast or a live recording, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, of the podcast. And uh, we got a, a special episode planned for that. Um, and July 13th, speaking of, um, July 13th, we'll have an evening with the podcast that you can actually come and take part in uh, one of the episodes in the season three series that we'll be doing. That The one at Dead of Winter will be completely out of the seasons because, as we've mentioned, the uh, February 26th is the first episode of season three. So this will be uh, kind of in the middle of the season. You'll be able to come uh, take part in a recording of the podcast and actually be part of it. Ask your questions and and be part of the show in a way that we've never actually done with a regular episode before. So um, check it out. It's on the website, AmericanHauntings.net. You can get involved in that. Um, We also have the the conference coming up. We're uh, almost, we're, we're just over one third of the way sold out for this year's conference, which is coming up in June, the 21st and 22nd. And we, we hope to see you there. That's going to be a, a great event again this year. And uh, we, we always say that we try to make it bigger and better with every year. And I think we keep doing it. And um, unfortunately, or fortunately, unfortunately for you, fortunately for us, it seems to sell out faster every year. So it's, it's really tickets have only been on sale a little over a month. And uh, we're we're well on our way to halfway full already. So if you're planning on coming, and we hope you are, because why wouldn't you? Uh, we will, you know, 
get your tickets and we'll see you in June. So, but let's get this rolling. We should get this started. Awesome. Got a little carried away last time. So we will try. We knew that was going to happen. <laughs> we knew though. it was going to happen. So, all right. So the first film on our list is Brotherhood of the Wolf released in 2001. So I'm just going to let you take yeah, this. You've, you've never seen this one. Probably haven't even heard of this one. I couldn't you? find um, it. It is hard to find. Uh, you can buy it on DVD. Um, it's not even available on Blu-ray. Uh, but I highly recommend it to anybody who has an interest in horror films. Um, it is a little hard to find. Uh, I saw it when it came out in the theater, and it was a limited release. It is a French film, so it is subtitled. And it is based on a true story about the wolf of Gévaudan, who was a uh, this wolf who, in, in real life, killed a couple hundred people Jeez. in France in the 1700s. And uh, they were they had a really hard time tracking it down. Of course, all kinds of legends grew up about it. But this particular film was, was based on that story. And it follows a uh, this nobleman who had been fighting in the French and Indian War in the United States. And had well, it wasn't the United States yet. In the American colonies. Yeah. And had returned to France. He was this famous hunter. And the king had asked him to come and track down this wolf. Uh, that was killing and he brings along his uh, a Native American who is a friend a close friend and saved each other's life in the war and he brings him back to France with him um, it's a really great film I think for most American audiences the only people they'll probably recognize uh, Vincent Cassell is in it who is a French actor but he's done a lot of crossover stuff mm-hmm. and um, Mani who is um, the nobleman's Native American friend has done a lot of filming in the United States too. In fact, he played, um, if you watch the new Hawaii Five-0 that's been on the last several okay. years, he played Woe Fat. He was like the arch enemy of Steve McGarrett. I know that's a bit of a reach for our, probably our audience, but I happen to really like for Hawaii Five-0. I, I enjoy it. It's a, one of those nostalgic things, but I, I get a kick out of it. Yeah. And, um, but it's, you know, brain candy. Uh, but anyway, he was in that. Uh, but it's, 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 a, it's hard to explain the why this movie is so good it's just it's it is it just and that the fight scenes there's all these battles and lots of fights and they set traps for the wolf and stuff and there's these fight scenes and it's a lot of like martial arts type stuff like yeah. matrixy type fighting okay it's it was same time period you know right and so it's it's just it's a good movie and uh, i always recommend it to people if you can find a copy of it and you could buy it on amazon um it's probably 10 or 12 dollars for the dvd mm-hmm. and um i'm telling you it's worth it I, i'll just tell you right now it is worth the money if you if you get a chance to watch it i i, I really like it no i mean you can't get a better endorsement than that yeah. then all yeah. right uh so moving on the next film is jeepers creepers from 2001 yeah, now remember this is our almost list yes. and i don't think i pushed that again at the beginning yeah we talked about it in our last episode that we we call this the almost list um it, it didn't quite make our top tier of films, but they were all ones that we they were ones we really liked and recommended, and there was no way we could get them all into one episode. Yeah. So Jeepers Creepers, the first one I always put on my list because I mean two and three are not yeah. good. Um, I did like the Scarecrow. Two stuff is the okay. One. Three is horrible. Two is okay, but the first one I thought when it came out, I thought it was really original. Yeah. It was very original. It was. Um, you know, very surprising. There's that twist when, you know, when they're, when the, the he's attacking the jail. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, the wings appear. I thought that yep. was cool. Um, but I, I thought this was, um, I mean, the song, the tie in with the song, stupid. But, yeah. Um, but the idea of it, I really liked. And, and, you know, and Gina Phillips and Justin Long were both really nobody at the time. This was 2001 when it came out. And so they really hadn't done much at that point. Mm-hmm. He might have been the Apple computer guy or something. Oh, at that yeah. Point, but that's about it. Um, but. I, I just, I like that movie. I just, I like it. I, I liked mean, it a lot just... too, especially like just because early on, um, you, I was wondering, okay, are we going to get to actually see this thing up close and, you know, see the face and everything? And you do. And yeah. it was very. And the truck. Yeah. The truck is cool. The yeah. truck is scary. The little lair the, and stuff I'll be too. eating you, you know. Yes. Uh, license plates. Yeah. Um, the lair, definitely scary. Dumping the bodies in the chute. Yeah. You know, behind the old church. I It was cool. It yeah. was just a neat idea, you know. I did. I liked it. Yes. Uh, and Cinema Blend, like it. Cinema Blend gave it three and a half stars, which no, I'll, I'll take. That's not bad. Yeah. That's not a bad review for a cheap 
You know, yeah. it was a, I mean, I, this thing couldn't, I don't know what the budget on this thing was, but it couldn't have been much, you know, <laughs> but yeah, I liked it. I'm I sure, it. I'm sure it wasn't too much, but you can yeah. find that on Amazon Prime or Stars randomly if you have Stars. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, on to the next one is Wreck from 2007. Uh, again, you want to take this one? And sure. Just... Yeah. In fact, I just watched when we were, Cody and I were both wa- re-watching a lot of the stuff that we were talking about in these, and you know, some of them I hadn't seen in a while, some of them I had and. This was one I just rewatched, and this is a uh, Spanish film. Mm-hmm. The original is a Spanish film. It's about a TV reporter and a cameraman who follows some first responders into an apartment building, and there's someone inside that it turns out to, is sick. But it's it's I want to say a zombie outbreak, but they're not really a zombie. It's more like the right. 28 Days Later yeah. ill disease zombies. But um, the claustrophobia and the dark. And then, you know, you're following this cameraman. I, this movie is terrifying, yeah. I think. Um, they did a, They did an American remake of it um, with uh, called Quarantine, which is also good. It is I good. just rewatched that, too. Uh, when I said both of them, I watched Wreck and then I watched Quarantine. And they're very similar. Um, obviously, Quarantine is in English. Mm-hmm. Um, the girl, and I'm... She's the, from Dexter. Yeah, she was Dexter's sister. And for the life of me, can't remember her name. I She's going to be in a new NBC show that starts sometime in February. And I can't think of her name. Jennifer something, maybe. I can't um, remember. Anyway, gee, if only we had something to look yeah, at. I'm just know, kidding. Eh. But... Um, but anyway, quarantine is also, is also good. I, I liked it too. Yeah. Um, and I think they were, they were better than average of that genre of film. I think that's how they made it to my list. Um, rec was pretty original and, uh, actually they actually did, um, there's several sequels to rec all in Spanish. Uh, rec two came out in 2009 and it picks up the story immediately from the first one. I mean, yep. it's the same night. Um, and then they kind of spun off into a couple of things. My favorite of the sequels was Wreck 3, though. Um, that was an outbreak at a wedding. Oh. And uh, so, you know, they're there filming and, and everything is taking place at the same night. Like oh, of okay. the first two movies, except this is in a different location with different people. And it's a big wedding party and the outbreak happens there. And the bride um, is like a complete badass. And I just love Nice. The whole thing with her, with the, you know, killing these you know, attacking zombies in her bridal gown. It's right. great. I really, it's just, it's just a fun movie. You know, they did a lot of that stuff around that same time. And we talked about some of it before, but 28 Days Later, which I really liked. 28 mm-hmm. Weeks Later, I liked them both. I did too. I thought yeah. they were both great. Those were around the same time as, as the Wreck films. Um, they did that remake of Dawn of the Dead in 2004. <laughs> I love that too. I do too. Um, in fact, I like it better than the original Dawn of the Dead. Um, here's the thing. This is like blasphemy. I, I was going to say. Here's, here's some blasphemy The message boards are lighting up. I really like Night of the Living Dead. I, I, it's still a scary movie. I mean, I still think it's really creepy. And when we do our, you know, our classic horror, that's going to make the list. Mm-hmm. You know, that's going to definitely be on my list. I think it's still, to this day, I think it's still a scary film. Um, it's, it's really bleak. And my problem with it was, is that somewhere by the 80s, people had started to put all these meanings onto Night of the Living Dead that really weren't there. This is not a movie about Vietnam. It's not a yeah. movie. It's none of these things. It was it was a horror film these guys made as a lark because they wanted to make movies. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, Romero invented the zombie genre as we know it now. I mean, there have been zombie movies before that, but he really is the one who turned it into what it is. I mean... Every zombie film we've ever seen owes him. Yeah. You know, um, but I don't care for the later ones. I don't care for the, the, the Dawn of the Dead that came out in the, in the early 80s or it was late 70s. This was late 70s. I didn't care for it as much because it became this big thing about a statement about society. And, you know, we, we go to the mall because it's not just because that's a cool place to hang out in a zombie apocalypse. Um, it became that, you know, that they're repeating what they did because we're all brain dead because of it. You know, I don't care about all that kind of stuff. You know, I mean, there's some neat things in it. There's some good stuff in it, but I like the remake. It's just a horror film. Yeah. You know, it doesn't try to be anything else. And I really liked it. Ving Rhames is great. Sir Pauly's, it's got a great cast. Great. Yeah. You know, I, I just, it's, it's fun, um, in a 
horrific kind of way, but I, it's a I, fun movie. I love that the zombies can run. Oh super yeah, it's, fast. well, and that's you know you can thank Twenty Eight Days Later for that because yeah. that was the first fast zombie movie, right? Really. And, um, and now now they kind of go back and forth between fast and slow. But you know, I really liked it. I, I love that remake. Um, I liked World War Z. I, did I didn't too. think I would. I thought this is going to be like a big. It's a lot of CGI. Yeah, but it's pretty lot. terrifying. And I think that that, in my opinion, is sadly one of Brad Pitt's better films. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I like Brad Pitt. Don't get me wrong. I do. Yeah. Um, but I think he's good in that. I think he's believable in it. I just enjoy the movie. It's just a fun movie to watch. Um, I recently discovered, and I'm probably pretty slow to the to the uh to this one because i don't watch a lot i mean i i don't mind horror i mean foreign horror films with subtitles i mean i've already talked about a couple in both of these episodes but um i found a movie a a a korean film called train to busan you got to watch this movie okay it is fantastic i mean i spent and it's a little over two hours it's kind of long yeah um it's this guy he's kind of a kind of an asshole businessman and he has to is he and his wife are, are splitting up and they're fighting over their daughter's custody and so he has to take his daughter to Busan on the train um to take her to his soon to be ex-wife and there's a a disease slash zombie outbreak that takes place on the train which turns him into a heroic figure throughout the movie and there's a a great the cast is great the people in it are great there's like a baseball team on board a young guy and his girlfriend and there's a guy with his pregnant wife who starts out being kind of a jerk and he and the the main guy are fighting back and forth and eventually they kind of have to work together but i'm telling you i was on the edge of my seat for like out of the two-hour movie for an hour and 40 minutes oh man i was like oh my god i mean oh my god it's just insane I highly recommend it. It's on Netflix. I mean, you cannot go wrong with this movie. It's so good. If you like this genre of film, you would love this. It's, it's the, the most excited I've seen you about a movie yeah, all day. Yeah, it was day. really great, man. It really was. It's a really great film. Awesome. Well, I'll check it out. Um, just a side note, uh, Cinema Blimba gave Rec four and a half stars. So really? They really no liked it. That's great. Yeah. And I, I saw Quarantine first, but um, I also really liked Rec. But I need to check out that third one then. Yeah. I and Rec see 2 the is good because it picks up the story. Finishes up the apartment building, but Rec 3 is just a cool movie. <laughs> awesome. So moving on to the next film, The Unborn from 2009, starring Gary Oldman and Odette Annabelle. Is that Annabelle? I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce her name. Um, you want to take this one too? I can. Um, this one and our next one, The Possession. Yes. Um, these are what I like to think of as the Jewish exorcist movies. Okay. Um, All right. Both of them are kind of Jewish related, but different. Yeah. Um, the Unborn is, um, I, I, I discovered it when it came out and I really liked it. And it, it's set in Chicago and it is about this young woman who finds that she is being possessed by the spirit of a boy who had died during the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, that, that is not all of it, obviously, but there's a, there's a, 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 an exorcist demon thing going on here. And Gary Oldman plays this rabbi who, you know, is pretty much like, okay, you need to call a Catholic, you know? Um, but there is this ritual, you know? So, and, um, it's it's Idris Elba is in it, For, which has, surprised me. He's a very small. He's a very small part in it. Yeah. But I was surprised to see him. I'd forgotten he was in it. You yeah. Know? And you know how much I love him. I mean, he's one of my favorite actors. Yeah, he's great. And um, I was so I was excited to see him, even though he doesn't have a very big part. But he's he's pretty cool. But so they have to do this ritual and this and then it all kind of goes back to her mother who had a you know a nervous breakdown and it's a good movie it, it's it's just it's really watchable it's i mean there's nothing you're not going to watch it and go oh, that was the greatest movie i ever saw it's never going to make your top 10 list and yeah. that's why it's in my almost list i really enjoy it but it's not you know um it's nothing that we're going to put you know anywhere on a top 10 list and the possession is the 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 story they the film they made after the the dibbuck box mm-hmm. Which the the guy who wrote the book, who had the box, yeah. is at Dead of Winter. When we he's one of our speeds, our kind of our mainline speaker at Dead of Winter, and he actually owned the Dybbuk box and wrote a book about it. And this is the movie that's kind of based on that. Uh, Jeffrey D. Morgan, who is in 
Walking Dead, of course. I mean, he's been, and he's also John Winchester, if you watch Supernatural. Uh, but he's also, uh, the, you know, the, has been the bad guy for a couple of seasons in Walking Dead. And I, it's a good actor. Yeah, I've great. liked him in everything he's been in. He's always reliable. He's always good or bad. He's always a good character actor. And um, he plays this dad. Uh, he and his wife have split up and they've got daughters and they go to a yard sale. The youngest daughter buys this box takes it home and of course there is a demon inside it's and uh, she becomes possessed but it's um i mean you know we're not talking about the exorcist here it's a it's a simple story uh but it's a good story it's fun and it's um it's well made it's well sh beautifully shot yeah um that's one of the things i liked about it is because he lives in this kind of unfinished subdivision out in the middle of nowhere and um some of the scenes where this girl is wandering the streets the way they've done these you know, empty spaces in the streetlights. It's just, it's a really nicely done film. And uh, he goes into the uh, the city to find some rabbis to help him with his daughter. And I cannot pronounce his name, but the, the Jewish, the rapper, the... Um, oh, no, um, no, Modest Yahoo? Yeah, 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 yeah. He plays this yeah. young guy who helps him out. Oh, I, did, I, I didn't even recognize Yeah, I didn't either. Connected. I kept thinking, why do I know this guy? And it it's the, you know, he's uh, like a Hasidic Jew, but he's also like a rapper. I um, did, I did. He was real popular even... for a while, and you don't hear much from him anymore. But yeah. he's he's very likable in this. I thought he was great in it, and uh, it's a good movie. It's and again, it's it's on our almost list. I highly recommend it. I really enjoy him. It's just it's not going to make my top ten, but it's a great movie. Yeah. You know? Apparently, uh, lights exploded during filming of the key scenes, and two days after wrapping principal photography, all the props for the film, which were stored in case of reshoots, uh, were destroyed in a fire that no mysteriously kidding. erupted. Yeah, in the storage house. Which kind of interesting is yeah. you know poetically yeah whatever yeah, that's pretty cool um, yeah so the unborn you can find on Netflix and the possession I think I only saw it on Amazon but it's probably in a couple other places it's been other places and you know here here and there because I mean it's been out since. 2012. Right. So. I was. But I know it's on Amazon. I was upset to see Cinema Blend gave them one star and one and a half stars. Which really? I think I don't think they. No, I, I, I don't actually think really they liked, deserved it. I really yeah. liked the Possession. Yeah. Um, I like the Unborn, but not as much. No, I don't um, either. I don't as think possession. it's as great a movie. No, I agree. Yeah, but I. Yeah. But they're definitely worth checking out. Moving on, the next film is Mama from 2013. Jessica Chastain. Uh, ooh, Nicholas Coaster Waldo. He plays. There, there you go. Yeah, he's from Jamie from. Game of Thrones. Right, right. Um, so that's where everyone's going to know him. Now, he's done a lot of other stuff, but he is actually a, uh, I believe he's from Sweden. Oh, okay. And I've seen some of his films in in Swedish, subtitled, and you'd, you'd never know it to see him in Game of Thrones or yeah. this film. You'd never know. He's, he's very, no accent at all. So, but yeah, they, um, this, this movie had a lot, has a lot of behind the scenes stuff to build it up. Mm -hmm. um, Guillermo Toro was the executive producer, and you can see a lot of his influence in the film. Uh, Andy Muschietti, who did It, that we talked about in our last episode, yep. uh, directed it, and Neil Cross, who created the, the series Luther, yep. with you know my my, Idris, my friend yeah. Idris Elba. Yeah, Idris, yeah. Um, I, um, I just really, I think this movie is great. I've seen it several times, um, and it's basically... Um, it's these two brothers, one is in involved in the stock market and it's in the crash, the 2008 crash. He just loses his mind, murders his wife, takes his daughters off, takes was taking them somewhere, but spends off and crashes into the woods and they find this little house and he's going to actually kill his kids and then kill himself. And um, something happens that stops it. And what we come to find out, I mean, not to give it all away, but there's these little girls are lost in the woods and like feral children for years. And, um, you know, their uncle never stops looking for them. And eventually they're found and they're like feral children out in the woods. But they've yep. been living on like cherries and that kind of thing because this spirit has, that they call mama has been taking care of them all these years. And they were tiny. They were little kids when this all happened. And... Um, I just, you know, they take the kids to live with them and, and bring them. But Mama comes along, too. And Mama is somewhat terrifying. Yes. Um, but for good reason, as we find out. You know, in yep. the end, we find out why she is what she is. And um, I I just, I really like this movie. It, it's no, there's no, there's no right or wrong. It's just not like she's evil. It's not, it's nothing like that. You There's a reason why these things happen. Right. And choices are made. And it's, I... 
I like that movie a lot. She has, she has character motivations. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Yeah. Exactly. When I uh, first saw this movie, I was living in New York at the time, and we had um, – in, in our apartment, it went from carpet to hardwood floor, and I was laying down in my bed and had a couple of roommates in there too, and um, one of my other roommates – basically gets down on all fours and starts running on the carpet <laughs> onto the hardwood floor like the bursts and bursts yeah. into yeah. our room, which was yeah. just really creepy after seeing but that. There was some great, there's a lot of great like kind of throwaway scenes in that movie. Like when they're in the hallway and you see the little kid, the littlest littlest girl go across the ceiling, yeah. like dangling from the ceiling, you know, as she goes across the room, there's just some really great stuff in this. And I mean, Jessica Chastain is great. I mean, yep. she, and she hadn't really taken off at that mm -hmm. point. It was a minor role for her. And well, you know, it's just, it's, it's one of those, I, I, my only complaint is that I think that mama is a little overly CGI. Yeah. That's my only that's complaint. Uh, but it still works. It's, that's a that's a minor complaint that you can overlook. If you haven't seen the movie, I highly recommend it. Yeah, I just wanted to wrap that up real quick. Mama is played by a man, uh, Javier Bote. Oh, that's right. With a right. genetic disorder called Marfan, Marfan syndrome. He previously appeared um, as a possessed patient zero in Wreck and the leper in yeah. the new It. Right, right. Um, and so you know, do the some... funny thing about that, and I actually did, and just to throw this in there, I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about the show and they were talking about him. And um, he actually was, from what I, my understanding is that when they showed him without the CGI, he was just as scary, but the studio made them make him scarier. Um, the same thing happened hmm. in Insidious Part 4, uh, the, the last key, the, yeah. the last episode, the last part of the series that came out. They had uh, that character that, that was all stretched out that was down in the dungeon-y area. Yeah. I guess the real actor was even scarier, but they made him add some CGI to huh. it to make it. I know. To, and I wish they wouldn't do that uh, because, you know me, I'm I'm talking about how much I love the werewolves and dog soldiers <laughs> right. in the last episodes. And, I, you know, I like practical stuff when it can be done. So, yeah. anyway. Uh, Cinema Blend gave it two stars. Again, I think that's too low. It's too low. I would have yeah. two and a half or three. Um, I, I like this one. I like it more than that, but I can understand where they're coming from. Yeah, yeah, you can find this one on Amazon Prime Rental. This next film, Lights Out from 2016, Maria Bello and Billy Burke. And uh, he's really only in the beginning of it, but that's a great part of the movie. Right, it is a great part of the movie. I really like this movie. And I, I love the little short. I did that, too. Like that, that it was scared, based on that they did first. The that's how they ended up making a whole movie out of it, but... Yeah, I think I I really like this movie. Um, I, a lot of people I know had complained about it. I mean, I've seen some critics have, have, have thrown it, a, you know, yeah. pretty bad reviews on it. But I I liked it. I, I thought it was really good. I thought the uh, scenes with the, you know, when the in, it's in the dark and the light comes on and then it disappears and then the lights go off and then there it is. Yeah. I thought that stuff was very unnerving, yep. very scary. Uh, for, first time I saw it. I was really freaked out by it the first time I saw it. Yeah, I, uh, I thought it was a really good movie. I still like it. I've rewatched it a couple of times, and I really enjoy it. So yeah, and if, you should, if nothing else, check out the short because that's Oh, yeah, and the short's awesome. great. It is. It awesome. is. It's great, too. Uh, apparently, the mannequins in the basement, they were not brought in for the movie. They were already placed there by the owner of the house. Oh. And the house in this movie is the same one that was used in Ouija and Ouija Origin oh, of Evil. Yeah. Well, Origin of Evil is actually pretty good. The first one yeah. I didn't care for much, but I actually, Origin of Evil, I actually liked. Yeah. Um, um, two and a half stars from Cinema Blend. I, I could see that, but I would have yeah, gone probably I a little gone higher. higher. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> we're going to we're gonna find that on the almost list. We just have a soft spot for, for I know, we do. We do. The next film, The Invitation from 2015, starring... Now, you did get a chance to watch I this, did. right? Yep. Love this Logan movie. Marshall Green. Yeah. Um, and who is... Not Tom Hardy. Uh, I always seem to get that <laughs> oh, no. confused. That poor, that, that poor guy. I mean, well, I did too for the longest time. Yeah. I kept thinking, huh, well, Tom Hardy's in this. I didn't know. Wait a minute. That's not Tom Hardy. I, yeah. It's pretty, it's close, but he, it's, he looks a lot like him. He really does. You know. uh, quick synopsis. A man accepts an invitation to a dinner party hosted by his ex-wife, an unsettling affair that reopens old wounds and creates new tensions. And you, Which don't, is, you don't like the synopsis. No, I, I think I, my comment on that was, oh boy, does that not even come close to what's going on here? Yeah. I think this is it. If you're somebody who, let's say that um, you need 28 days later or... Dawn of the Dead, then this won't work. This is not going to work for you. Um, if you liked, you know, something like 
the witch or mm-hmm. hereditary that something that's a little burn. slower burn then this is going to work this is an uncomfortable movie from the moment they arrive it's just weird everything is weird and he he is so uncomfortable that it makes you uncomfortable yep. watching it and then you know things really go off the rails you yes. know uh but i think this is a great movie i think this is a a tiny little bit of what is going on in the wider world in this film. Uh, but I, I really like it. I liked it when I first saw it and I've watched it several times since then. I think that everybody in it is great. And there's some recognizable character actors in it. Um, yeah. There's a guy that, um, there's an actor from game of Thrones. There's a guy of from, uh, yeah, I know. Right. Um, there's been, there's several other people that are, that are immediately recognizable in it, but I just think this is really well done. Uh, but it is a slow burn. Mm-hmm. It is a slow burn. I think it I like pays it. off. I do. Um, I the do first too. note I wrote this on this though was three minutes in, and I already hate this movie because even before they show up, it was upsetting. Oh yeah, it is. And and yeah. then it just keeps going from there. But I liked it. Uh, something interesting about it. It had a million dollar budget, and which that's it. Yeah. Which is not well, a lot for a movie. Well, but it's all shot. I mean, ninety-five percent of it is in that house yeah. and in the backyard, and that's so. really how. That's the only way you save money is right. just not have right. a lot of sets. Right, but, but was it great? Yeah, it's a really well done film. Um, you can find this on Netflix, Amazon Prime Rental, YouTube. Cinema Blend, one and a half stars again. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see, know why that's they weird, didn't enjoy it. It got really good reviews when it came out. Yeah, and I th- that's I th- how I found it. I would have, I, I would have seen, I would have could see people liking this a lot more. Um, but I think it's definitely worth checking out, and you know, it's on Netflix, easy to easy to check out. Next film on the list, It Follows from 2014. Um, Micah Monroe, Micah Monroe. Yeah, there isn't anybody you've ever yeah, heard of in this film. I, I, I apologize to these and actors again, for butchering names. Again, it's one of names. those kind of low budget, um, but I think this movie really works. Uh, I mean, you can leave out all the, you know, uh, the underlying, oh, it's, uh, you know, about the dangers of, you know, of yeah. sex and, you know, all, leave all that out because we don't even know if that's true. Yeah. When you're watching the movie, you're told this is why right. this is happening. Right. Um, you don't even know if it's true because it's like an urban legend that somebody passed on. Yep. But there's some terrifying stuff in this movie. Yeah, it's um, weird because, too. Because, uh, you know, just to kind of give you a, I don't even, I don't want to go into too much details. It's worth seeing. Um, apparently, someone who is being followed by this, and we don't even know where this started. We have no idea. Yeah, we come in and kind of just We in come the in in the middle, sort of. We just kind of drop into the story. This guy meets this girl. Uh, they have sex, and then he tells her, uh, listen, you've got to have sex with somebody else or something's coming to kill you. And if it doesn't get you, it's going to get me. So you need to pass this on to somebody else. Hey, I'm really sorry. So long. Thanks a lot, yep. asshole. You know, but we find out there's a lot more. There's more to it than that. But this girl begins to be pursued by this. And it can look like anything. And now, see, at one point I thought, well, maybe it looks like other people who, and maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's people who have been followed by this spirit before and it begins appearing to look like them. Uh. But only the person who it's following can see it. Yeah. And But those scenes where she's at home and the, the giant guy yeah. comes down the hallway, I about crapped my pants the first time <laughs> I saw that. Um, but there's a, there's a, a cool scene with, I thought all the stuff, the swimming pool was oh, great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I really liked this movie. I thought it was really well done. I thought it was scary. And, uh, again, it's my almost list, but I really like it. Yeah. This so. movie also had only a $1 million budget, but there were a lot more sets and things. I mean, it's yeah, a lot of outdoor stuff. But it was and... a lot of outdoor stuff. And you know, what, 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 what I, one of the things I found so interesting about this movie is that you don't even really know when it's set. Because some of the yeah. cars are new, some of them are old. So the houses where they live, some of it looks like it's out of the eighties. Right. The girl was using like some kind of weird flip phone that looked yeah. like an egg or something. It was very strange. Yeah. They, there's no really clear. It was filmed in Michigan, I guess, somewhere in Detroit, and so it's all like you know they didn't do anything to fix anything up, and so I think that's probably why the budget. And plus, we've never heard of anybody that's in it, but. Yeah. I thought that they did a really great job with what they little they had to work with. Yeah, and so. I think they all I think all of that was probably low budget but also just they were, they leaned into that and just wanted to make it so you just didn't know what was going on, you're really just dropped in the middle with yeah. no context. Yeah. Here you yeah. go. Yeah. Um Cinema Blend four and a half stars. I, yeah, yeah. I can I can believe that. I I like this film too. 
Uh, okay, next film on the list is The Endless from 2017. Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. So you told me to watch this movie. Uh, this was probably the last one that I, the most recent one that I watched. Yeah. But you, do you want to yeah, tell, it. tell me what it's it. about? They also did a movie called Spring, which was also really interesting too. Hmm. Also, I believe I on heard Netflix or, you know, it may be on Shudder. But um, I like these two guys. Um, and these the, the guys that you see in this movie, those are the directors and writers. Right. That's them. And they are, um, in this film, they were kids who escaped from some sort of like UFO death cult. Yeah. And they thought that everybody was going to commit mass suicide a la Jonestown. And so they left. But it's always, and they've never really gotten their lives together as young adult guys. Yeah. And so they have they, a videotape arrives in the mail that is their mother at this cult, and they decide to go back to visit. Well, actually, one brother wants to go, and the other one just goes along because he's afraid something bad's going to happen. Yeah, and um, it's a trip. It was. It's a, it's a it's a it's a it's a really interesting movie. I mean, a lot of thought went into this, um, and I almost. I almost kind of hesitate to call it a horror film. It's, it's like a, a sci-fi, weird sci-fi horror, thing, I yeah. guess. Um, but it's really worth seeing. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I would highly recommend it. And again, you know, it's my almost list. I, but I would highly recommend it. It's worth watching. I mean, you can find it and watch it. It's on Netflix. Yep. And uh, it's worth a watch. It is worth a watch. I think really it, it messes with your head. Once you get to the end and you find out what's going on, yeah. uh, it's uh, it's a trip. I didn't see it that coming. No, I didn't either. Um, but either. you had me at UFO Death Cult. I, I know, was like, right? yeah, I'm, I'm, right. I'm interested. Uh, next film on the list is just something we wanted to talk about a little bit and mention about Bird yeah. Box because yeah, it's Bird such Box. a big it's deal. It's such a big thing right now. And I really liked it. Um, yeah. I... Um, I'm in the process of reading some of his other books. And mm-hmm. I, I think the thing I admire about this guy so much is Josh Mallerman that wrote Bird Box is a lot of people had read the book before it was turned into a movie. And, but he was not, this isn't some like some, this isn't Stephen King. This is a guy who's nobody knew. I mean, he'd written a few books and he was, but he was a pretty low tier, fairly minor horror writer. And this just, I mean, I'm I'm really happy for this guy because it just took off for him. You know, it really, you know, when this became so successful and, and I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was really good. Um, I had watched it twice and I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I watched it so, on I mean, Christmas. And well, and everybody kept saying, well, I think I told you before you saw it is everybody kept saying, oh, it's like the quiet place, except you can't look. You, you can't, you, you, instead of being quiet, you have, it's nothing like a quiet place. No. It, there isn't anything in it other than it is kind of a apocalyptic kind of thing going on. It's nothing like a quiet place. So if that's turned you off and you're thinking it's some kind of ripoff or something, don't fall for it. You got to watch it. It's it's worth seeing. I think most people have seen it by now right. that are probably listening to this. I'd be curious as well, Netflix, to some of their thoughts. Netflix but. released stats on it, which they hardly ever do. It got 45 million views the first week, yeah, which is insane. And yeah, because if you went to the theater and paid, let's say you got a bargain deal and it was eight bucks a person, that's a lot of money yeah. if it had been a theatrical release. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, so I liked it, didn't love it, but I thought it was really interesting. I, I think it's worth a watch. I'd oh, pro- yeah, I'll probably absolutely. watch it again. Yeah, I liked it a lot. It's like, it was, this is not a fair comparison, but it's like a way better The Happening or something. It's, yeah, for you know, sure. Well, we don't we don't really know what, we don't know what it is. We don't know yeah. what it is. We don't know what they see, you know, other than, you know, people who are already mentally unhinged don't can look right but normal people cannot yeah uh, because it makes them insane and um whatever it is whatever these things are whatever they look like these presences or whatever but i really liked it i thought it was i thought it was really well done yep and i agree everybody so, in it was great it's cinnamon gave it three stars uh i probably go three and a half but I, I i i liked it didn't love it but Moving on, next film on the list is The Visit from 2015, starring Ed Oxenbold, Deanna Dunnigan, and Olivia DeJong. A bunch of people you've never heard of. Yes, again, a yeah. bunch of people you've never heard of. Um, this is an M. Night Shyamalan film, and it's His not... His comeback. Yes. After some garbage what, like that Last Dan, Airbender. And, yeah, and uh, what was the other... Oh, Lady in the Water. Yeah. And, yeah it was, he had a string of real losers in there, and then he came back with this very simple... He did. You know, this is a really simple 
little film, but yeah, it's it's okay. I I, mean, I yeah, it's again, right. it's the almost list. I saw it once. I'll probably never watch it again. But yeah, right. I think I've seen it twice, but I liked it, and maybe I liked it because, and I might just be dumb, but I just I didn't see it coming. Mm. Um, no, at, I I would agree with that. I had seen a film somewhat like it based on a Stephen King story. Mm, okay. Uh, that had the kid from, and I, for the life of me, can't remember what it was called right now, but um, it had the kid from Walking Dead and that played Carl. Um, yeah. And I can't think of the name of that movie, but it was very similar kind of thing. You know, ghost grandparents, you know, I'll leave it at that. Right, but, right. Yeah, and that was based on a Stephen King story. And so I kind of wasn't shocked by how this went. I don't think it had anything to do with each other, but I wasn't, you know, I kind of, it was kind of like watching the others. Yeah. I'd read that Ray Bradbury story. I already knew how it was going to end. You yeah. know, kind of figured it out halfway That's through, fair. you know. So same kind of thing. So This was M. Night Shyamalan's lowest budgeted studio feature film, and it was his first film since The Visit in 2004 to not receive Razzie nominations for Worst Picture, Worst <laughs> yeah. Director, or yeah. Worst Screenplay. I believe that. So oh. if that tells you anything, yeah. uh, you can find that uh, on Amazon Prime. Cinema gave it one star. I understand people not liking it. Um, but I think I, it deserved better than that. I think it, it, it was, had a good it twist. Clever. It, it was a clever. Good twist. Yeah. yeah. And moving on, the next film is Life from 2017 with again Ryan Reynolds, Jake <laughs> Gyllenhaal, Rebecca Ferguson. Um, and let's see. Did, see that? I, you know, I thought did you that see was this? Okay. Okay. I mean, I yeah, I I saw. I, I mean, I liked it. Um, but it wouldn't have made your almost. List. No, it wouldn't have. Just no, no. I just didn't think it was. I don't know. Just didn't. Wasn't doing it for it you. It didn't do it for me. I, I want. I guess I want my people trapped on a spaceship with an alien life form to be alien. Like a, I mean, like a xenomorph. Alien. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A xenomorph. I don't want it to be blob. That's you know, it, yeah. It was who looks blob. like flubber. Yeah. And, so and, I don't. Yeah. And eventually yeah. has a face and makes yeah. facial expressions. <laughs> yeah. I did think that was really kind <laughs> of too far. Um, but I, I like the cast. Yeah. And it yeah. was. Um, there were some brutal parts in it. Um, it was, this was intended to have Ryan Reynolds play the main character. However, he couldn't do it because he had conflicts with filming the Hitman's right. Bodyguard. Right. Which I like that movie. I haven't seen I like it. I, I know of it, but Samuel I Samuel Jackson and Ryan Reynolds, how do you go wrong? Right. You know, but. Right. Um, so I don't know. I'd say, you know, check it out if you like Ryan Reynolds, Jake Gyllenhaal, space stuff. Um, good, not great. Cinema Blaine gave it three stars, which I think is, it's fair. Uh, the next film on the list is Happy Death Day from 2017. Now, see, if this was, see, I wouldn't call this a horror film. You don't think? I I love this movie, yeah. and it would have been higher on my list. It, it's what do you call it's it? It's borderline. I don't know. I, I don't know. I guess I guess it is horrorish. I mean, it's like take it's out a the slasher fi- kind of thing. Well, yeah, but, slasher film. Yeah, but I mean, but it's Halloween. Not, not that much because you know I don't know. There's not a lot of slashing going. I love the movie. Yeah, I think this movie is hilarious. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's it's really funny. Everybody in it is great. I mean, they're really great. She is um, Jessica Roth. Yeah, she is is fantastic. Yes, she's really. Um, I mean, I just uh, the the change of her character as she's yep. Rev- it's it's essentially the horror film version of Groundhog. Day. Yeah, absolutely. So, except it's her birthday. And there's something that's happening, and so she's. If you haven't seen it yet, I'm just going to give you the nutshell. She um, has to repeat every single day, and she's the only one that knows that she's repeating it, and she knows what's going to happen next. And I thought all of that was really funny, from mm-hmm. when she wakes up and she walks across the lawn at college, and all the things yep. that happen. I just, and then as she starts rolling with it, and she starts interacting, and all this. I, I love this movie. Yeah. I really do. I just watched it again the other day because uh, Happy Death Day to you to you is coming out soon. Yep. Um, and I I really like the first one. I don't know what they're going to do with the second one, but because she's so funny and so sarcastic. Yep. And, she's great. You know, okay, I cannot do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then she goes to the doctor and he says, "You've got all these broken bones." Yeah. And you know, a bunch of car accidents. Because she keeps dying, and every time that's how it ends is her dying, and then she has to go back and relive the day again. And um, I just, I really like it. I thought yeah. when I first saw previews and stuff for it, I thought I was going to hate it. I thought it was going to be I, terrible. I didn't, uh, I didn't go see it in the theater or anything. I, I watched it when it came out uh, on 
digital download. Yeah. Because by then I'd, I'd heard good things, so I decided to give it a try. But yeah, right. I liked that movie a lot. Apparently, uh, Tony Gardner designed the costume for this, and he was the guy that also did the um, scream mask, the oh, ghost okay. face for that. Oh, which, the baby face yeah, killer thing. Which, which I yep, thought was a, super creepy. Yeah, I thought it was an odd choice, but it is very I creepy. I did too, it, for, because that's their mascot yeah. for their college? Yeah, that's... What, what, what's the team called? Uh, I can't... The, I, Bayfield, the, yeah, I, I don't know. know. It's not the babies. Yeah, I don't know would, what it is. I, I don't remember. Sense. It probably said, and I missed it, but... Um, but the baby face on the mask on the killer is <laughs> something else. Yeah, that was yeah. a weird choice. <laughs> yeah. Cinnabon gave it three stars. You can find it on YouTube and Amazon. Amazon. Amazon yeah. Just assume you can find all yeah, of these on Amazon. Just assume everything's on Amazon unless we tell you differently. So Next film, As Above, So Below from 2014. Uh, Perdita Weeks, Ben Feldman, Edwin Hodge. Uh, you like this movie? Do you want to talk I about it? I did. I, um, I, I didn't put... You put it on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, and I probably... Um, probably wouldn't have put it on the list. The first time I saw it, uh, I think I, <laughs> this is embarrassing to admit, but I think I was really tired and I kept falling asleep and I had no idea what was going on. And I thought, the movie didn't even have any plot. I didn't understand. So, but then I went back and rewatched it. I'm like, oh, okay, I missed all this. Yeah. But it's a, it's a first person POV found footage kind of movie, except it's not found footage. It's just, we just see it yeah. from that, from someone's camera. And by, by 2014, I was pretty damn tired of the watching POV those stuff. POV yeah. stuff. Um, so I think I didn't go into it expecting much, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Um, when I went back and rewatched it, I, I, you know, I just watched it again recently when we were working on our list. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I liked it. Okay, it was. It takes place under the catacombs of Paris, and I believe they it's, actually it's, filmed it, it there. It is actually, the and catacombs. so that in itself is is worth watching if you want to see the catacombs. It's pretty cool. And then of course they wander off into areas that are oh, you know, the unknown. Yeah, blah blah blah. But it's not bad. Yeah, the so. star, it stars. Um, I, I'm not sure if it's Ben Feldman or Edwin Hodge, but if you like the show Silicon Valley, he's the lawyer from that show. Uh, which so it's really funny to see him in these situations that are very different. Um, <laughs> Cinnabon gave it one star. I don't think that's no, fair. No, I don't think that's... I'd give it maybe two. Yeah, so I'd, 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 I'd fan, say a two star. Right. Yeah, uh, but I, I can understand. So yeah, so the last film on our list is Sinister, 2012. Ethan Hawke, Juliet Rylance, and James Ranson. Um, we talked about this a little bit with the we ghost did. stuff for the second one in yeah, particular. And I liked them both. I rewatched yep. both of them not that long ago, just when we started talking about this. And um, I liked the first one the best. But yeah. I like the second one. I, I thought the second one worked. I, I liked. I like like you. I like the deputy. So yes, much it was deputy. So and so great to have him as the main character, whatever his name is. Yeah. Yes, he's great. But yeah, I really liked the first one. I liked the whole idea, the the concept of it, of the the true crime writer moving into the house where the murders had happened, only to find out the connection of all of the other murders in these film clips. And I, I liked it. I liked it. So, but as I always like to say, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio is in it, and he literally phones in his performance yes well he skypes it in but it's like i watched that and i'm thinking dude really you couldn't even get off your couch to do this movie just you wasn't know? having it yeah but i did i do like it uh, the movie. writer got the idea for a script from a nightmare he had after watching the ring i can understand that there's very little blood almost no cursing and no sex in the movie because the filmmakers were hoping for a pg-13 rating but they did not get there uh, based on the content and i yeah, uh, content totally well, understand yeah. that i mean just the scenes of yes. the people of the murdered the, the snuff films yeah the snuff films yeah which exactly. ethan Hawke did not see any of those snuff films prior to the date of recording because they wanted him to you, you know, know be, be surprised by really well, shocked and by i can it. understand yeah, he would be. And then, uh, yeah, so you never, you don't, you know, the de- deputy so-and-so is how he's credited in this film. And then the second one, and he's credited as ex-deputy so-and-so. Right, right. So you just right. never get, to, but he's he's great. Um, Ethan Hawke's great. The whole concept is crazy. Yeah. Um, and it's it was pre- it's pretty scary. It is, it is. And it's it, it made my almost list. I just, I couldn't put it in the top, but it's like so many of the other ones on my list. I really love them, but, and I will watch them over and over again and still enjoy them but i just couldn't bump them up to the yep. next tier yep. you know they're they're just in that middle tier and I, but i really liked i mean i liked all of them you know i really liked them that's why they made the list but sinister is one of those ones that you know 
I would put pretty high. I, yeah, I mean, I kind of lump it in with the Insidious movies. Yeah. I don't know why they all remind me. I think me they all other. came out around they, the same time. I guess time. same, probably same studio or close, you know, and so they always, they're all Blumhouse stuff, aren't they? Yeah. 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 So that must be why. And I, I enjoy their stuff. I just, I mean, it, it's nothing that's going to make you, it's going to make you think later. It's right. always just going to be something that you really enjoy. It's just like popcorn. It's like a good, good popcorn movies. Good, <laughs> good popcorn horror movies. Good you know? popcorn horror yeah. movies. Uh, Cinnabon gave it two and a half stars. And I think I'm seeing like a pattern with, we keep saying, well, we couldn't really bump it all the way up, but we still yeah. kind of liked it. And it right. seems like a lot of these reviews are yeah, around about the, same. the same thing, you know? Yeah. And, and so, yeah, so it's a good kind of middle of the road movie for your average horror fan. Um, and this one's on Vudu and I'm sure Amazon. It's Amazon too. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we should probably wrap this up. Uh, I think we'll be back. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Like I said uh, in our last episode, if you've got some ideas for some other stuff, just keep our parameters in mind. This this list was, you know, uh, post 2000. Um, and we're, we're talking about maybe in the future for some bonus episodes going way back and doing maybe some decade by decade stuff, maybe, you know, pre you know, pre-World War II even, you know, and moving up from there uh, into the 60s, 70s, 80s, because, I mean, you know, we're fans of all of it, as I'm sure a lot of you guys are too. Uh, so if you end up with some ideas or something, shoot them our way. Uh, we'll, we'll always listen. And, um, you know, if you've got some other ideas, some, some post-2000 stuff that you thought are, is worthy of talking about, we may or may not have seen it and for whatever reason didn't make our list. But who knows? Maybe we can put together an episode where uh, we talk about some of the stuff that didn't make the list that you guys loved. Uh, that would be fun, too. So anyway, we, uh, we'll be back. Uh, we'll have our Dead of Winter episodes coming up. We'll have some a little more bonus stuff. And then don't forget, February 26th will be the first episode of our new season, season three of the podcast. So uh, make sure that you come back and tune back in and stay in touch. Thanks. Yeah, and just a reminder, if you're listening to this the day it comes out or that week, you've got to come to Dead of Winter. Exactly. Got to so be there. It'll be on Saturday, so I hope to see you there. All right. Thanks for listening, and if you've enjoyed it, we hope that you'll review the podcast and subscribe to get new episodes on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast apps. You can get more info about the show at AmericanHauntingsPodcast.com, where we also have links to the books that inspire our shows, as well as to upcoming tours, events, and haunted happenings. And remember, if you love this show, American Hauntings is more than just a podcast. It's books, tours, events, ghost hunts, and the Haunted America Conference, all of which you can find at our website at AmericanHauntings.com. But if you want even more, plus a chance to support the podcast and help American Hauntings grow, then you should check out our Patreon page. As a VIP American Hauntings Patreon subscriber, you can get bonus episodes of the podcast, t-shirts, access to exclusive meetups, events that aren't available to the public, and more. Take a minute and check it out. We think that you'll like what you find at patreon.com slash American Hauntings. You can also find your hosts on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and if you have comments, suggestions, reviews, or jokes, be sure to pass them along. Until next time, goodbye, so long, see you later.